a conspiracy theory, by the way. Tell um, me. I love conspiracy yes, theories. Like, yes. especially if they make me roll my eyes. <laughs> right. Okay. So I think that perhaps AI has taken over the Google algorithm and even Google doesn't know what to do about it. Okay. 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 I don't think it's just Google. You are listening to the We Are Not Safe for Work podcast. Your hosts, Renee and Nadja, will dive into all the different reasons why some entrepreneurs become unemployable. Hello, Nadja. Hello, Renee. So, who's a U.S. citizen? I am. I am. (laughs) And I'm So so excited. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's so stupid how excited I am about it's this not. one change. Because, I think it's a big deal. Well, it is a big deal. And as a as a green card holder, like I can do everything a US citizen can do except for vote, yeah, run for office, oh. and serve um on jury duty. Those are well, the things that I can could not do as a permanent resident, but uh, now as a U.S. citizen, I, I can do all those things. I don't plan on running for office, by the way, just to I was just saying, now, I hadn't like, thought right about away. the office thing, but I could see that. That could be good, actually. No, city city no, no, council, no. maybe? No, I, like zero desire. No thanks. Just I understand that you may not have desire, but I may have future plans for you. We'll see. <laughs> um, you make all my decisions for me. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> That, that could be fun. No, really, I'm excited. I think it's going to be interesting the first time you get called to jury duty. People get so mad at jury duty. I um, know. But I I'm think- so intrigued. Like, when my husband gets called for jury duty, I'm always like, ooh, try to get, like, an interesting case. And he's like, yeah. I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> right. I know. I mean, um, I was on a case once. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, this guy was suing he got in a car wreck two people got in a car wreck and he was suing some the person that he got in the car wreck with for all of these damages you know it was was really you know he was claiming to be severely injured sure well the funny thing is (laughs) i saw him i didn't know at the time who he was and that i was going to be on his jury trial but i saw him pull up um to the courtroom on his motorcycle because i thought his motorcycle looked really cool but he was claiming that he couldn't walk very well he needed a cane and he had all these health issues and he couldn't perform normal life anymore and um but i happened to see him pull up on his motorcycle get off his motorcycle grab his cane and he started limping once he got into the building i uh, and it just uh, caught my eye and i thought oh well, that's God. weird well turns out I wasn't the only jury member that saw all of this. Uh-huh. And so he was claiming all of these damages to his body and um several people came up in the elevator with him. And so we all got to see how he really was versus how he pretended to be in the courtroom. Oh my God. And um that was an interesting case. Didn't take us long of course to decide against him. Wow. Um, okay, but that just blows my mind that he's thinking it's appropriate to ride up to the courthouse in a motorcycle for what bodily he's, harm. Yeah, yeah, for bodily harm. Like, if anything, it's like, no, no, no. You take it, like, all the way back. You take it all yeah. the way back. And you, and, and you have somebody drive you to the courthouse or whatever. You know, like. Yeah. 
put some effort into it at least, right? <laughs> and I'm not saying you can't ride a motorcycle uh, harmed. I know that, you know, I used to have motorcycles. I understand you can have some bodily injury injury, and still ride a motorcycle. But he was an extremely, in the courtroom, barely could function, barely physical, physically able to do anything right. at all. And I saw him walk through the courthouse and then put his cane down to start using it once he got onto the floor. Oh of the court. my God. I watched this with my own eyes and I was not the only person in the jury. So most important lesson is make sure if you are going to court that you play the part before you get there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So jury duty is interesting and sometimes can be really worth your time. And it's also yeah. a really important civic duty. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm so excited. I have my I am registered to vote sticker. And yeah, instead of that just being like a one time wear thing, it's it's going to go on like my water bottle or on my laptop, you know, something really obnoxious. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think it should. Um, I like the idea of the water bottle because you'll carry it around with you everywhere. Yeah. yeah. yeah and my totally. laptop, too, because my laptop is basically my um, walking billboard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Yeah, because I'll I'll go into like Starbucks or whatever mm -hmm. and open my laptop and on the back of my case is all of my stickers and people always look. Always look. It doesn't of matter. Course. I mean that's what they're there for to look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they'll they'll actually come up and say something about it because you know, I've got some pretty funny stickers. Like I, I consider myself hilarious at times. And yeah. um, you know, I have a good sense of humor. And so I like putting things on there that I know would either brighten somebody else's day or just kind of make them giggle and because it makes me giggle. So um if I can do that for somebody else I feel like I've I've accomplished something that day <laughs> yeah totally um okay so to in our pre-talk we decided yes. I'm gonna um to discuss what's going on with Google um there's so much going on so I'm gonna get into so much we were in a pre-talk talking about Google when Google released yet another algorithm update and for the average person, I know this doesn't matter, but I wanted to tell a, a little story about someone in a Facebook group um, to kind of help explain a little bit of the impact of what's happening. So there are lots of people, and I do mean lots of people, that make a living blogging. And some of these people have teams and people that work for them. And some of them are just new bloggers that are just starting to make a little bit of money and this particular blogger that I read in a Facebook group, she's a recipe blogger and she put this post and it was so heartbreaking and relatable. And let me just say up front, I've lost 80% of my revenue um, in the last month. So that is so much. It's crazy. Like yeah. I can't. So I can relate to this woman, but I just, my empathy for her is so deep because she is a recipe blogger and she said, I've been crying all day. And by the way, I don't think that was an exaggeration. I believe her. And she said she'd been crying all day because she has been working so hard that um, she finally got her blog up to the point where she got on Mediavine, which is the big ad network. And it's really hard to get into this ad network. And she'd just gotten her traffic finally up to this point. And then the Google um, helpful content update, which was the September helpful content update from Google 
September 2023, decimated her traffic. And she thought that she had done everything right. She had followed all the experts. She had done everything she was supposed to do. And now she is going to be able to not make any more money. And it's just so sad. And it was so heartbreaking. And I'm shortening the post. But yeah, the thing is, Google is in such flux with this. Every, it really starts with Microsoft. Because mm-hmm. Microsoft Bing and um, what hap- what they did when they launched the AI search triggered Google to go into this crazy mode. And Google is the internet. If yeah. you think about the internet, you're thinking about Google, right? Absolutely. And so it's kind I mean, of- Google is a verb. Like nobody exactly. ever says, I'm going to Bing that. But right. everybody says, I will Google that. Right. Like, I mean, it's kind of like Twitter. Tweet, I'm going to tweet, tweet that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even though it's called X, even Elon says tweet. Yep. You know, he can't help himself. He's trying not to. He yeah. laughs at himself over it. But he's, but. But segue, by the way. What so? What do you do now for X? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna X. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna X that. I'm gonna X that. Like, <laughs> what is it? I don't think we know. I don't okay. Think anybody knows? I mean, I I don't know. Uh, I guess X, right? Um, it sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, in let me see, let me get this right. August, Google released a core update. And then they released the subful- the September helpful content update. And then yesterday they released the spam brain core update. And while I was talking to Nadja about all of these things, I got a giant notification that was like, what the hell? Um, because Google just launched the, I guess, I don't even know what it's called because literally we were in the middle of talking. Let me see what yeah. it's called. Well, I was um, going to say you October 2023 core update. Yeah, so when um when Renee and I were having our pre-chat, we can see each other because we were on yeah. a video chat or whatever. But like she legit just like her face just froze and she stopped talking and she was like, "Oh shit." And I I was sitting there thinking, "Did the internet go out? Like what's happening here?" <laughs> But I guess in a way, the internet did kind of glitch on you, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's – and here's the thing. So let's talk about this recipe blogger. Yes. Talk about the recipe blog. First of all, explain to people that may not know or understand what a recipe blog is. Okay. So a recipe blog is exactly what it sounds like. It is a blog where someone creates recipes and they put their recipes on their blog. Okay, so that the primary purpose of this style of blog is to share recipes. She might share other things, sure, such as how to reheat something or some kind of cooking tip. But her primary purpose is to create recipes and then put the recipe on her blog along with information. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, these this is actually the exact kind of are a blog that most people that people complain about the most. They're like, I just want <laughs> recipe, right? Right, right, right. And they're like, I, I, just- I will admit, I have said that exact phrase before. Like, I just want the damn recipe. Well, let me tell you, life would be so much easier if all she ever had to do was give you the damn recipe. Yeah, the I know. Work that way. <laughs> Right. It doesn't work that way because why? Because Google said so. Mm-hmm. Right. And now Google's AI has gotten so smart that now Google's like, why can't you just give people the damn recipe? And that's where we're at. 
And uh-huh. so the people that are just giving the damn recipe are suddenly the ones who are winning. When before yeah. you had to give your life story and then give the damn recipe. Right, right. Right. And so all of this is changing so fast. And this woman had hundreds and hundreds, I think like 700 recipes on her site. And she was finally, after 700 recipes, finally was going to start making just a little bit of money. And now it's decimated for her. And the amount of investment that goes into creating a recipe blog is astronomical. Yeah. The time investment, the skills. And Mm -hmm. now she's being punished because she didn't do certain technical things properly. Right? Because when you're a recipe blogger, it's not as easy as... I thought of a recipe. I'm going to take some pictures and put it on the internet and it's going to work. No, you got to know how to, you got to know how to host Mm -hmm. and set up a blog. You have Mm -hmm. to know all the technical skills, when to update WordPress, when not to update WordPress. Am I even going to use WordPress? What theme do I use? How much does that theme cost? How much does my hosting cost? Um, Hosting is very expensive. By the time you get to the point where you can actually, um, have enough traffic to where you can put ads on, you're probably spending three or $400 a month just in hosting. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. And then if you don't make the recipe, when you sign up with an ad network, if your blog posts are not very long, so all that annoying intro that everybody complains about, you won't, they won't actually sign you up if you don't have enough words on the page because you have to make it long enough so that there's enough space to show ads so that everybody can actually make enough money. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the people who originate those ads, generally speaking, is the Google Ad Network. So now Google's saying, hey, if you have too many ads on your page, we're not going to rank you because ads are annoying. They're your fucking ads. Right? Like that. <laughs> They're your ads. It makes no sense. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's crazy. So... Because she didn't do some technical things on her site properly is most likely the reason. But also, these updates are called no rhyme, no reason updates is what we're in the industry calling them. Because we can't figure out why, like, let's say on one of my keywords that now I used to be in first place and now I'm maybe on the second page. We don't know why. And Google just says, well, probably... Enough of your content was not helpful enough, so therefore we put an unhelpful tag on your website. So therefore, um, this Reddit post where some you can Google a topic. Let's just I'm going to make this up because this is not going to be accurate. But for example, I'm going to keep it super simple. Let's say you're Googling um, how to cook a Denver steak, which is a style of cooking steak. I didn't know that. I was about to say I was like a Denver steak, like a steak from Denver. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's a style of cooking a steak. I've never heard of it. I'm in food, the food blogging industry, and I've never heard of this before. But the thing that used to rank was recipe blogs that had Denver steak recipes. That seems logical. Yeah, that makes sense. The thing that was ranking before now, I have no idea now because we have yet another update. The thing that was ranking was a Reddit post that of people conver- talking about how to cook a Denver steak, and they're all going, I don't know how to do that. That's really, it sounds like an interesting thing, but I don't know how to do that. Do you guys know how to do that? No. I don't know how to cook one either. We should figure it out. Talking back and forth in a Reddit thread about how they don't know how to cook the damn steak. But how is and that yet that's first place. <laughs> so how's that the most helpful thing? Yeah. Right? So none of it makes any damn sense. So now this woman who has spent all this time, by the way, have you ever tried to be a food photographer? 
it's hard. It is so hard. Like I, yeah, I take pictures of my food for the gram and I gave up because every time I took a picture, I'm like, well, this doesn't look appetizing. Uh, I don't know the correct angle or the, the lighting in lighting. restaurants suck, by yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. And there's like shadows everywhere and it's like, it, it just, you can't capture it. You can if you know what you're doing. But me, as your regular Joe Schmo with That's a right. with yeah. a camera phone, you know, like, no. <laughs> yeah. So to be a food photographer for a blog is a huge fucking deal. So this poor woman had to te- buy a camera, buy all of the setup, buy the lighting, buy the food that she's cooking, which, by the way, is inedible by the time you're done photography, doing the photography on it, right? Um, which is such a shame it's it seems so wasteful you know I know I'm gonna make shameful and beautiful dish and I'm gonna take pictures of it but now I can't eat it because it took three hours to just take you know a handful of pictures that could potentially be used yeah so she probably saved up hardcore just to buy a camera and then to buy the proper lens and to buy the studio setup because that shit is not normal right? It's not stuff you have around your house. And then all of the lighting equipment and then learning probably, she probably took courses because nobody's born a photographer. You don't even know how to, most people don't even know how to use the damn camera, right? You got to take a course to learn how to use the camera. Then you got to take a course to to learn how to use (laughs) the lighting. And then you have to learn food styling, which we forgot, but all of that because you wanted to share a recipe because maybe your first love was making up recipes, right? So making up the recipe gets lost and all of this skill that you must have. And then if you've got to learn how to edit the photos and then you got to learn how to resize the photos. And then because you can't just upload a, a resized photo to your WordPress because the file size is too big, mm-hmm. you got to learn how to properly shrink the file size right. so that you don't lose the quality. Because if you don't have the right kind of quality, Google won't show it. Yeah. Right. So all of that. And then on top of that, you have to become a writer so that you can write the content around it. But if you don't label your images properly and you don't put the right kind of um, ADA stuff on your images mm. or on your oh, text, yeah, then the you ADA could get sued. Stuff. Yep, right. Yep, yep. So then you could get sued by um, P- the disability group, right? I can't yeah. American Disability Act, American Disability right? Act. You could get sued. So, oh, okay, I got to be an expert in that too. And then Google does, you do all of that. You figure all of that out and you do it over and over and over for hundreds and hundreds of recipes. But the first five or 10 or maybe even the first 100 were not all that good because you were still trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly Google comes out with this helpful content update and maybe your last 100 are perfect and amazing. You did everything right. But maybe the first 300 were not done perfect and amazing, but because they weren't amazing and you didn't go back and make them amazing, now you get labeled with an unhelpful tag. So oh Google's God. decided they're no longer going to rank you until you fix all 300 of those. Oh, my gosh. Right? And so, and in the middle of all of that, you have people complaining that your posts are too long. Well, you want to know why they're too long? Because if you don't have enough relevant keywords in the article, then Google won't rank you. Mm-hmm. So you can't make any money because if you can't get Google to rank you, then you can't make any money. And you might say, well, there are other search engines. No, there's not. No, no there's there not. <laughs> I, December of last year, I got 995,600, something like that, page views in the month of December. One percent of that was Bing. 
And Bing that's is the insane. Second, yeah. And Bing is the second biggest um, search engine. So, no, Google's the only thing that matters. Google's the only yeah. t- game in town. Um, Duck, Duck, Go. That's cute. It's so sweet. It's a oh. sweet little search engine. <laughs> I just think it's so adorable. No relevancy to no. anybody. Mm-hmm. And which is why Google is being sued by the United States government. But this woman got critiqued by an SEO, SEO expert in the food industry. And he is he is a good, solid expert. And he ripped her website apart because she asked for it. Yeah. But there are so many things that she's going to have to do that God only knows if she'll do it anymore. So now the only thing that's going to be left are things like Delish and Martha Stewart and all these big websites. Mm -hmm. My voice is going out. (coughs) Well, and, and not just that, but, you know, something that we were talking about too is the people that complain about the the ads on a website, right? Like there Mm -hmm. is a difference between getting a recipe for free versus having to pay for it. Like, yes, totally. Okay. Yeah. I can talk about that. Yeah. Go into that. So, so if you are frustrated by ads, so are we all. They're annoying, right? Uh Wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to worry about money and revenue and we didn't have to pay for these tools and this Mm -hmm. hosting and this WordPress theme and our electric bill and all of it was just free. But that's not how the world works. Most likely, if you're listening to this, you're not independently wealthy and you have some form of a job, whether it's mm-hmm. self-employment or it is a corporate job. God bless you because you get health care. That's amazing. Yes, that uh, is W2, so sexy, so beautiful. But most likely- That's how you can tell we're American. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we all have to make money. And the way that we make money as bloggers is by advertising. Mm-hmm. And advertising pays the bills. And it each ad, by the way, um, on average, if you really think about it, is worth about each page view is about two pennies, right? So you're That's you're it? giving, yeah. So you're giving us by looking at our article and tolerating those ads with your eyeball, you are paying us about two pennies worth of value, and in exchange you get a recipe for essentially free. The only cost to you was that you had to look at these ads. If you don't like that, I understand. But the next time you want to make cheesy mashed potatoes, please get up, (laughs) get in your car, go to the closest bookstore, probably not very close because there's not a lot of them left, and go and see how much that cookbook that includes those cheesy mashed potatoes is going to cost you. And if you're fortunate, you're going to find one for sale for $19.99, but it's probably going to be $24.99, possibly even $34.99, and therefore you can get your cheesy mashed potatoes. And if you decided you want some fish to go with those mashed potatoes, you can either Google it, tolerate some ads, give us two (laughs) of eyeballs, or you can get back in your car, go to the bookstore, buy another $35 book. Nothing is free, not right. even online. Your eyeballs, your attention is the cost mm-hmm. of having free information. Yeah. You can yeah, and, pay. And, and can I pay think gated. Yeah, you can absolutely pay for gated. And I think that it's it's a generational thing too because a lot of the population nowadays, they were not raised where 
you had cable, like you had your regular over the air TV and then you had the option to pay for cable. Right. But like everything on air without DVRs, TiVo, whatever it may be. Like you couldn't, you you could record it if you had a VCR with a timer and you knew how to set it up. You knew how to use it. Yeah, Yeah. You knew how to use it. But Every everything that you watch, there were commercials. And there's a reason why, like for just me personally, like we have Hulu, we have Paramount and all that kind of stuff. We choose the tier that the lower tier, the cheaper tier with oh, the ads. Yeah. Like okay. we will we will tolerate ads so we don't have to pay as much. Right. Right. I, I pay to get rid of ads. Okay. So if if it were only one platform that you were paying for, like with cable, you sign up for one cable provider and it right. gives you all the channels, right? Yes, absolutely. We would pay the premium to not have ads. But because we are in such a consumer-driven society nowadays, every single streaming platform has the option, well, maybe not every single, but most of most them of have, them. Yeah. yeah, they have the option to pay a little bit more so that you don't have to watch ads or whatever. But that adds up. Yes. Oh, trust me. It really does. Yeah. It's a big part of my budget. So that's that's the reason why we're like, okay, well, we'll pay we'll pay the the lower or we'll tolerate the ads so we don't have to pay as much. And then right. that way we can use that money to get another streaming service. But we've basically gotten to the point now where it's like, I miss cable. <laughs> yeah. I, I do wonder if 2024, 2025 will be the year that we all return to cable, mm-hmm. I, I wonder. I mean, I pay, I think I'm paying about maybe 150 a month, which is what I used to pay for cable. Yeah. Really close to it. Yep. Um, for all of the streaming services. it's It really adds up now. But, it sure does. Yeah. Um, but TV, you know how important TV is to me. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like we pay for the New York Times, so we get the ungated version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you pay for, or you bought a book, which gave you access to yes. America's Tech, Test Kitchen. For how yeah. long? So America's Test Kitchen, if you buy the physical cookbook, you can have access to their online um, yeah. recipes. So you can you can have access to both, right? But um, yeah, I think it's only for like a year. Okay, because, that makes because sense. everything is subscription yeah. based, right? And, and right. that's the other yeah. thing. I f- fucking hate subscription. The, the, if you make me pay for something monthly, I'm going to be pissed. Give me the opportunity to I, either pay for it all up front and just mm-hmm. like be done with it. Yeah. Or, or at least give me the opportunity to pay for it once a year because like all of these monthly payments are a pain in my ass and they're driving me insane. <laughs> right. And I think people don't, and and I think it's genuine that people don't understand why the ads are there. They yeah. don't understand what it's doing, what right. the purpose. They don't understand how much well, it- YouTube, YouTube, everybody talks about how, oh, well, you can just find things on YouTube for free. Well, is it really free? Because when you watch a video on YouTube, you're served an ad before the thing even plays, right? Unless, yeah. unless you have signed up for YouTube Premium and Which I paid, paid the money to say, nope, I don't want those ads. Well, then, see, I have. I paid for YouTube Premium, and it is one of the best investments I have ever made because I use YouTube nonstop for research. Uh-huh. But... um. 
there's also all of the sponsorships in the middle yep. of the YouTube videos now. Which is different. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you're still hearing it. Yeah. You're still seeing sponsors. Yes. Um, which is a whole, you're right, that's a whole other conversation. But the thing with the ads, the ads are why you get content for free. Yep. If there were no ads, there would be no internet. Because yeah. somebody has to pay for this stuff. People yep. have to make a living. It takes for a, if you watch, were to watch one of those, you know, those uh, Facebook short videos or whatever of somebody making a recipe and the video is like 30 seconds long. Mm-hmm. It probably took, best case scenario, three hours to make that. Oh, my god! So that's yeah. somebody's time, right? Yeah. And so you, when you see an ad associated to a recipe, you're, you are viewing that ad in exchange for the probably by the time the blog post is written, the photography is edited, everything is done. The man hours spent to make a single simple recipe is probably eight man hours. Mm -hmm. So you are looking at an ad in exchange for eight man hours. I think you can live with that. Right. And if you can't, yeah. I totally respect it. Pay. Right. Pay for every recipe. Yeah. Yeah, I have no complaint. If somebody doesn't want to see an ad and they're willing to buy all of the cookbooks, God bless you, because the cookbooks <laughs> are really going to be helpful. But honestly, people aren't going to make as much money from the, in the long run from the cookbooks mm -hmm. as they're going to make from the advertising. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I say all that because this poor woman who created this amazing recipe blog is now going to have to essentially start over. And I don't know if she can afford it. Yeah. I don't know if she will. I mean, who knows? And if enough of us, which I know how bad the industry is hurting, um, the bloggers, these solo bloggers that have been doing this by themselves, who were making enough money so that maybe they could be a stay-at-home mom, mm -hmm. those days may be over now. Because and let's let's clarify the definition of a blogger too, because I know there's a lot of people out there that aren't in the space who they hear bloggers and they think, oh, like you're journaling online, right? That is not a blogger. <laughs> no. Like it, it is content creation. Yeah. It's, content creation is blogging. <laughs> that's correct. It is content creation. And content creation means that you may take photography. You yep. may make videos. Mm -hmm. You may make podcasts like we're mm -hmm. doing. You may write words on a article. Yep. Um, you may put content on Facebook. There are people that make a full-time living tweeting. Yeah. Or Xing or whatever the fuck it's called. Right. <laughs> um, but there are people that spend their days curating and writing up the perfect content for X and that's how they make their living. All of this has dollars behind it and mm -hmm. all of those dollars are supported by advertising. Yeah. It's the same way TV was, you know, back in the day when Jennifer Aniston said, all of us are going to get paid a million dollars an episode for friends. Yep. That was a revolutionary moment. And it wasn't like the people at NBC were just out of the kindness of their heart <laughs> paying them a million dollars because they thought, yeah, you're awesome. You deserve a million dollars. It's because they could demand enough money for those ads that went in between each yep. scene um, to support paying those people that much money. Exactly. Right? And we're not and, and it's not just TV, like radio. So I know a lot of oh, people sure. have yeah, a lot of people have either satellite radio in their cars right. or or they listen to, you know, their Apple Play, Google Play, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. So mm -hmm. they stream things, right? But 
think about what think about that too so over the air radio the free radio there's commercials between every song and then the djs the djs yeah the djs they yeah yeah, they they will speak advertisements similar to how podcasters do it you know like maybe they don't play an an ad that's from the um from the actual manufacturer but that they will read it but part of that too is because they are paying for the familiarity yes. of of the voice of that DJ because people know, like, and trust that voice, right? right. So once again, it, it all goes back to advertising. Like everything goes back to advertising. Absolutely. And I know that advertising's annoying. And and the main reason it's annoying is it's getting between you and what you want to consume. Yes. Right. And I understand that. But there's not been anything better developed yet to get rid of advertising mm-hmm. as best as I can tell. I mean, we have things like Patreon, we have Kickstarters, we have Target, um, you know, you can go to the store and buy something, but um, advertising is how we get things without having to pay directly. We pay with our attention. There is nothing free, right? Um, especially when it comes to consumerism. Um, and we are a consumer-driven economy. So all of that starts with advertising and then leads to how you spend your money. You don't have to be influenced by the advertising. You just have to tolerate it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I say all that to say because I feel really sad for people, including myself, but I've kind of disassociated at this point for myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel sad for people. We're losing a lot in the industry, and and this is not a bunch of rich people losing things. This is like people losing their jobs because mm-hmm. this is more people that blog full time spend more time on their blogging than if they um, had a full time job. Right. Nobody just works an eight hour day or a forty hour week if you're a blogger. If you're yeah. a content creator, you're working sixty hours a week easy. So. There's a lot of passion that goes into this. And these updates are Google trying to survive themselves because yeah. they have so much going on. And I do think it's going to be interesting, though, going back to the update. This October core update, I don't know anything about it because it literally launched out of the blue from nowhere. Like um, an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, while we were talking. And so I don't know what it's about, but I have some speculations that they are going to correct some things that have happened in the last 30 days because I think that they've made some serious mistakes. I have a conspiracy theory, by the way. Tell um, me. I love conspiracy yes, theories, like yes. especially if they make me roll my eyes. <laughs> right. Okay. So I think that perhaps AI has taken over the Google algorithm and even Google doesn't know what to do about it. Okay. 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 I don't think it's just Google. Have you, I don't know if you're affected by this, but like, um, so I work with service providers, right? And a lot of them have an online presence on Facebook and some of them have membership sites or membership communities, you know, different right, links and things right. like that. So over the past, I guess it's been a couple of weeks now, maybe two or three weeks, there have been a there's been a flurry in the online, in the digital uh, marketing space where 
people are getting notifications from Facebook. This is just on the Facebook platform. Okay. They're receiving notifications that um, their post, comment, um, things that they have shared are being deleted by Facebook. Okay. They can't see what it is. They just get a notification saying Facebook has deleted this, this, and this. Um, There are some content creators, once again, content creators, who are getting hundreds of messages saying that things are being deleted from Facebook groups because it violated the I got Facebook's... one of those yesterday and I okay. haven't had time to look at it yet. And I'm like, so, what is happening? So Facebook has released a, they've released a new, I don't know, it's, it's some sort of like filter or whatever. It is AI driven, but ah. um, it seems like it is targeting anything that's like an external link that that makes you sign into something. So if you have a membership group outside of Facebook and you have to sign into it, and let's say you have a Facebook group for your members where you remind them like, hey, there's a replay of the most recent call available inside of the membership portal. Click, like check it out here. And then you, you post the link. If that link goes to a site that tells, that tells you to log in, for some reason, Facebook thinks that that is um, violating their terms of services. So there's a bunch of uh, people who have like Thinkific sites, Member Vault, um, Kajabi. Okay, okay, okay. So hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to say something. Facebook's goal is to keep users on Facebook yes. as much as possible, right? Yes. We know that. We yep. know that to be true. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, this isn't some like, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's just a fact, right? Yes. Yes. So we also know that Google, I mean, I'm sorry. So Google brain here, um, that (laughs) Facebook just released their AI, right? Uh Mm -hmm. And so most likely their AI was trained that the goal is to keep people on Facebook. So what you're saying makes total sense from an AI perspective. If the AI is conflicting with what's supposed to happen, the AI is driving the story and the AI knows that the goal is to keep people on Facebook. Well, then what you're saying makes total sense. Wouldn't you do that if you were an AI? Well, sure. But what specifically in terms of services is it violating because it's not, it's not hate crime it, or it's not hate speech it's not um well it's kind of hateful towards facebook it's hateful yeah <laughs> i mean if your goal is to keep people on facebook then the ai could misconstrue that you're trying to be harmful to facebook right but isn't that crazy that that's that's yeah. something that's it's happening crazy. and it doesn't matter how much people report it to facebook facebook representatives they have no answers like they they can't tell you why your content was removed. And we're not even talking about recent content. Like we've seen reports of people getting content removed from like three years ago, something that they posted three years ago. Now they're getting notifications saying that their um, that content was removed because it was violating the terms of services. Well, okay. So let's go back to the Google thing for just a second. Cause I think it's kind of similar. Yeah. With the Google helpful content update, Google now it's all AI driven now, okay? Because mm-hmm. people trained the AI in theory, so now in the theory, AI, <laughs> right? So the AI reads your website, 
it reads a few pages because it doesn't read the whole thing at once. Mm-hmm. Um, it reads a few pages. It decides that page was unhelpful. Going back to that woman, right? Maybe her first five um, blog posts were not as good as her last um, 600 blog posts. So therefore, it read her last fi- her first five. As not helpful. Said this is not helpful. So now she has a site-wide unhelpful tag. Oh, my God. But I am convinced that the reason that Google won't tell us if it has an unhelpful tag and if it does have an unhelpful tag, won't tell us which pages were considered unhelpful so that we can correct them is because I'm not convinced that they know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they won't tell us these things because I don't think they know either. Mm-hmm. That's and what it sounds like. Yeah. And so, so, so I get the whole conspiracy theory of like, this is Skynet, you know, like AI is becoming self-aware and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if you think about it, like, isn't that what AI is? AI is supposed to be self-aware according to rules and parameters that you set for it. People are the same way. Like we have social constructs that we press onto children right? and they grow up thinking this is the way it is. Right. So AI, you are teaching AI something, it is going along using the the guardrails that you've given it, and it is thinking, this is the way it is. Yes. So losing control of it, I can I can see how easy it is to lose control of it because now you're trying to figure out, okay, what rule did I put in there that is making it take it too literally or take it like to the extreme or whatever. It, it, you can apply the same thing to a person like, okay, somebody who murdered a pedophile, right? Yeah. It's still murder. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But um, in their head, it's like, yeah, but it's murder for the greater good of society. And it's like, I can see where you've gone for yeah. that, but it's still murder. Right. So- <laughs> Well, and have you ever done um, set up email filters for your email inbox? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I set up so many email filters. <laughs> right. So when you set up your first one, it's clear. You know oh, exactly yeah, yeah, what's yeah. happening, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then as time progresses and you set up another one, and then maybe you set up another one, mm-hmm. and then you set up an email forward, perhaps, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, and suddenly yeah. you're like, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because rules may be conflicting. Yep. They may be building upon each other. And I just wonder if we're getting to the point with these platforms and how they are trying to enhance and work on their algorithms and they're trying to use the same tools that we're trying to use, which is the AI tools, which is mm-hmm. really large language models. AI is not necessarily the best word for most of this. Right, right. But as they are trying to utilize these things for their own business models and we're trying to use them for our business models, at some point, how many layers deep is it that we don't know how to unravel it? Yeah. Well, I have a perfect example of the email filter rule because I I have a problem <laughs> with one of my filters, which I have tried to fix multiple times. And because I have so many rules set up in my inbox, like I can't, it's not that I can't 
I just don't have the motivation to sit down and dedicate, you know, the time to troubleshoot and figure out exactly what it is. But, but like I have apparently set up some sort of filter where PayPal invoices, I don't get them. Like they don't hit my inbox. They, they are archived. Like they are marked unread and then they just never show up in my inbox, but they're there. Like they're in my all mail. Mm-hmm. So it's in there, but I have to go search for it. So for some reason, I have some sort of filter set up where I tried to get PayPal like newsletters or broadcasts or whatever. I wanted them to go into my newsletter folder right. so that I can make the decision to go into that folder and search for, oh, yeah, let me open up this email because it seems interesting or whatever. But there's some sort of rule that's conflicting. I don't know if it's a um, like an address, an email address, or certain words, keywords. Like if it has this keyword from this email address, then it goes here or whatever. But yeah, it just it's it's archived. It is marked as read, and and then it never hits my inbox. So if I receive an invoice from contractors, I don't see it they all know to like forward it to me. So if, if they're sending it from PayPal, if they're sending me an invoice from PayPal, yeah. they now know I need to forward that to her because I know that it hasn't hit her inbox. And then because it's coming from them, I see that. Yeah. I have some kind of similar problem, but with my calendar. Oh, so yeah. I can't figure out my calendar to make it actually useful. And I've got different <laughs> calendar tools. Like, I know that we have a, a call on, you know, what time our, our uh-huh. podcast is every week. But if I didn't know, and if I, if I forget, I'm not going to see me. Um, I can't figure it out. I can't solve it. I Interesting. Just, yeah. Can't, I've, I've tried different tools. I've tried bankruptcy. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's it's useless to me. Oh my um, goodness. Also, I have a really hard time getting any emails from Andy. Really? Yeah, don't know why. I've tried different email tools. I've tried removing I just don't see them. She has to find me and tell me things cuz Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's all gotten so crazy and that's just us and what you're saying yeah. with PayPal, one thing. And with me, it's two things, but Imagine if you're creating an algorithm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Google has ever run multiple algorithms updates at the same time before, but that's where we're at. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of, um, I mean, it's an older movie, uh, iRobot with Will Smith. Oh, I think about that a lot through all this. Okay. So- yeah. So I really think that um, that is relevant to today's con not just today's conversation but just to today's times right because in that movie the the robots only had three rules oh that's right yeah. only three right but somehow it was able to circumvent one of them because of a technicality you know what i mean mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um and and that's just three rules three seemingly simple but very clear rules. Right. So like you said, if they're building AI or learning language models with multiple rules, yeah, how many of them do conflict with each other to where now it is, it's like a, 
not a back door, but you know, it's, it, it, it's like going back to my um, person that commits murder, but they murdered a pedophile. So technically it, it's like, well, you really did do a solid for society. Right. <laughs> right. But at the same time, you still killed someone. Just because so, you agree with it doesn't make it right. Exactly. So like at where, at which point are they actually wrong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, trying to get back to roll all of that back to, I mean, and, and, and maybe, maybe it's um, the most basic rule that we should always remember is two wrongs don't make a right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know, uh, what the hell, I don't know anything about this cause I've literally been on the call. So all I know is that they're running a second algorithm update and I am going to look because I'm curious to know if they've ever run two algorithm updates at the same time. It's possible they have, and I just don't know it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the impact, the other interesting thing is, and I knew this was coming, but I have had universal analytics all the way every day until today so today my universal analytics was killed and now i only have ga4 mm. and i'm so sad but um it's just interesting that they killed that today and then run the algo update so i wonder if they wonder if everybody got killed today or if it was just random i don't know um well i don't know because we had transitioned already from um universal analytics to ga4 mm-hmm for um, all of our clients. So we've already yeah. transitioned all of them. Um, but I haven't I haven't checked to see yeah. if it's like just I, gone. I had already transitioned too a long time ago, but I could still see the universal analytics. And so of course, every day of my life, I was just only looking at universal because GA4 is horrible and I hate it. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> awful. I don't understand why they did this but i don't know i wish i knew i really wish and now i've got to learn it because it's all i have so yeah and if only they were more clear about it you know like i mean i don't know how they could be more clear about it too so other than just sharing like all of their all of their proprietary you know build outs and stuff like that but you know, that's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. And I don't think it's possible. I honestly, and um, not, and I'm not saying I honestly believe the AI is taken over, but I honestly believe that there's not a single person that hundred percent understands the Google algorithm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, there's no way. So um, there we're learning things yeah. because of the lawsuit every day, but I don't think there's a single person that fully understands why or how things work. Yeah. It's just too big. So, I don't Ugh. know. <laughs> well, on that note, I should probably go and figure out what the hell's going on. Sounds good to me. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm curious to hear other people's opinions on this. Like, is this something that you guys are also worried about? Or is this something that is just, like, so outside of your radar that this is the first time you've heard of this, but I know that AI is a hot topic Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are just trying to figure out how to utilize it. Like a lot of our healthcare clients, they're trying to figure out 
how can we utilize AI to our benefit, but also how can we avoid the HIPAA compliance issues? Because for hospitals, like big major hospitals, like for example, St. Luke's recently here in the um, Houston Medical Center, they, there, there was some sort of um, like breach and they had to pay a fine or whatever. So for a big hospital group like St. Luke's, sure, that's annoying that they had to pay a fine, but it's fine. Like they can afford to do it. But for private practice facilities, if they're hit with a million dollar fine or even a $500,000 fine, like that is crippling to a private practice. Yeah. And, and they could plead ignorance, but HIPAA violations don't care about ignorance. <laughs> right. No, that's not relevant. Yeah. So so it's just a, well, even if you didn't know about it, you should have had something in place where you just avoided that completely. <laughs> well, and ignorance is not an excuse for breaking the law. No, no. Just because you don't know about a law doesn't mean that you can't be held accountable to breaking it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's why it's it's so important to be you know, up to date with these advances in technology, especially because it's happening so quickly. Like what you just said, Google released these multiple updates within what, like a week or two of each other. And so it's become a full-time job for people to just stay up to date with that. So that's just the Google changes. But what about, what about, you know, in the healthcare industry, HIPAA, HIPAA changes, yeah. HIPAA law changes. Like, how do you stay up to date with every nuance change? Because sometimes it's not a huge thing. It's just like one tweak in phrasing right, changes right. the entire meaning of something. So you have to stay apprised of that. And it it is so difficult in this landscape with how quickly things change. It, it's really difficult to stay on top of all of that kind of stuff. Well, you're absolutely right. And it's funny, you bring up a nuance, which brings me to something completely different. But um, I'm updating one of our articles, um, Celery Substitutes. Oh, there are celery substitutes? (laughs) There's substitutes for everything. But um, yeah, but um, there is a nuanced change in people behavior with this article. People are now... It's such a strange thing, but they're typing in substitutes for celery more often than they're typing in celery substitutes. That is very nuanced, but matters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so everything matters. Everything is nuanced, but the nuance can make the difference between anything. Yeah. So absolutely. Nuance changes are sometimes more difficult to figure out. More difficult, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Well, I think that's that's a great spot to end on and and like I said if you uh you guys know how to reach us I mean a lot of our listeners are people that we know although that's right we've yeah. had a couple that that I was like I don't know who this person is yeah yeah <laughs> which is so oh. exciting thank you I for know. joining us <laughs> absolutely yeah let us know your thoughts on all of this yeah um, and we'll make sure to put the um the contact information in the show notes so if you yes. did want to reach out to us send us an email or whatever we would love to hear your thoughts and of course we will put in our two cents with whatever it is yes. today 100 yeah. percent. okay Bye. thanks everyone Do it. Oh, 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 oh